sometimes I wonder why I spent the lonely Welcome to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Volts. With me, as always, my main man and co-host, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. What's going on? Hey, Volts. How are you, dude? Doing great. I'm doing great. We got a good topic today, which there's been a lot of chatter about lately on uh, different social medias and uh, different websites, and uh, I think it's probably a good time to put out this show, which you can tell by the title is on uh, social credit scoring. Because uh, there's a lot of talk about going on. It's been uh, going on in China for ooh, maybe about seven, eight years. Germany seems to be jumping on board and coming up with their own type of social credit scoring system. And also the UK is also considering it. So uh, before, we, uh, before we get into this and yeah, really dig down into the meat of what it is, what it could potentially be, and what it could eventually evolve into, uh, Steve, what do you think about a social credit score? Well, it has to be fair to everybody. And I think that the way metrics are being tracked nowadays, there, it is pretty accurate. There, is, there are ways to track just about every facet of our lives so I think they could uh, put in place a social credit sc- or yeah social credit scoring system that would be objective and pretty fair to everyone. Do I want it? I, I don't necessarily think that it's for me, but I think they could do it. I'm on board with uh, I think they can do it. Uh, I also think that they definitely want to do it. And my personal opinion is... It's not going to be good for anybody. Uh, the only reason I say that is because, well, we're all human beings. I mean, we're lazy to some extent. And there'll be things that you do. Like, let's just say that, you know, you were out late. You had a late night. Roll right there. That could be a potential score against you. Yep. Uh, so now you're not feeling the greatest the next day. So all you kind of do is want to lay around the, your house watching uh you know, streaming services, and you do that for too long, that's going to go against you. And before you know it, people are just going to be like, you see that guy's social credit? He's untrustworthy. Don't even talk to them. And if anybody thinks that the society really wouldn't become that way, then I don't think we've learned anything from the past two and a half years with everything that happened with the pandemic. There was definitely split sides, and it was ugly. It was uh, it was. I saw a lot of ugliness amongst humanity, which really didn't have to be at all. Well, it wouldn't have to be if you had social crediting, then you would know which humanity to stay away from. Well, see, that's the exact problem. (laughs) That's the problem because, look, I mean, we grew up with some people that, you know, maybe danced on the side of the wall and such like that, but they were good people at heart. What they do to make their money, that's, you know, that's, that's their problem, but. You know, just don't bring that you know to my front door, but I don't know. It poses a lot of questions. So, um, it but the benefits of it are really cool. You get uh, there. Are, I mean, there are real benefits to it if you do have the social credit score that 
the government is looking for, you you get some perks to it, right? There are some quote-unquote perks for you obeying and following in line, but there's also some punishments, and those aren't going to be as favorable. And which, I mean, which they want it to be that way so that you're acting, quote-unquote, you're acting like we want you to be. You're not being how we, you're just acting. But see, here's the thing. I mean, is it really that hard to just do what you're supposed to? Like, all right, the speed limit's 65. Do you need to go 75 everywhere you go? Is that 10 extra miles per hour really that important? Or could you just bring it back to 65? See, if everybody just brought it in a little bit. But see, that's the idea. If everybody just obeys... That's what I mean. That's where the conflict I have with it. It just goes against you know your given rights that you were granted as you were born into this world. And I don't know. I mean, the the beach that we go to that me and Steve grew up going to, uh, Ocean City, Maryland. Tons of times down there. I ain't waiting for this light. And it's just a crosswalk that it may be on a side street that may be like twenty feet. So you jog across. But now you got to stand there. You got to wait for it. No one's coming out. It's one in the morning. But if you cross that without it telling you, your geo tracking watch is going to tell the social government that, or the government that your social credit score should get dinged. Yeah, exactly. And then let's just get into it. We'll let you be the judge of what you think a world would be like with a social credit score. So. Here we go. There's a new domestic war on terror, and it has been kicked off, prompted by several web giants to unveil predecessors to what effectively could become a social credit system by the end of this decade, relying on an indirect hand from D.C. Our social betters in corporate America will attempt to force the most profound changes our society has has seen during the Internet era. China's social credit system is a combination of government and business surveillance that gives citizens a quote-unquote score that can restrict the ability of individuals to take actions, such as purchasing plane tickets, acquiring property, or taking loans because of behaviors. Given the position of several major American companies, a similar system may be coming to the United States sooner than we think. Last week, PayPal announced a partnership with Southern Poverty Law Center to investigate the role in some quote-unquote shady people and propagators of anybody that spoke out against the government and subjective labels that could potentially could impact a large number of groups of people using their service. PayPal says the collected information will be shared with other financial firms and politicians Facebook is taking similar measures, recently introducing messages that ask users to snitch on their potentially quote-unquote fanatic friends on either side of the aisle. Considering the platform's bias seems mainly to target the political right, at the same time, Facebook and Microsoft are working with several other web giants and the United Nations on a database to to block potential fanatic content. The actions of these major companies may seem logical in an internet riddled with scam and crime. After all, nobody will defend a militia or white supremacist group using platforms for their goals. However, the same issue with government censorship 
censorship exists with corporate censorship. If there is a line, who draws it? Will the distinction between mundane politics <coughs> and fanatics be a I'll-know-it-when-I-see-it scenario? As the former Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart described, obscenity. If so, will there be individuals able to unilaterally remove people's effective ability to use the internet? Could Facebook employ equate Ben Shapiro with David Duke and remove his account? The implications of the crackdown efforts will be significantly more broad than just, regardless how you feel about him, prohibiting Donald Trump from tweeting at 3 a.m. Young people cannot effectively function in a society if blocked from using Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, Uber, Amazon, PayPal, Venmo, and other financial transaction systems. Some banking platforms already have announced a ban on certain legal purchases, such as firearms. The growth of such restrictions, which will only accelerate with the support of politicians, and could create a system in which individuals who do not hold certain political views, and they could be blocked from a polite society and left unable to make a living. The potential scope of the soft social credit system under construction, well, it's enormous. The same companies that can track your activities and give you corporate rewards for compliant behavior could utilize their powers to block transactions, add surcharges, or restrict your use of products. At what point does free speech, be it against any <coughs> specific group playing in sports, questioning a vaccination side effect, or advocating for gun rights, does it make someone a target in this new system? When does your debit card get canceled over old tweets? your home loan denied for homeschooling your kids, or your eBay account invalidated because a friend flags you for posting a certain flag. Federal fingerprints aren't directly on recent actions, yet. The creation of the quote-unquote digital dollar would put an exclamation point on a new social credit score. Working in conjunction with major tech companies, citizens not convicted of a crime could lose their ability to transact any at any business. Decentralized forms of money, such as cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, may be by the main means for dissidents to operate. Well, that is, as long as the federal government doesn't move to squash them. If the Fed and members of Congress are skeptical of crypto, which they are now, its use by political undesirables could lead to a furtive, a furtive effort to severely restrict or ban these currencies until and unless there is an organized pushback or our future could be, could track with those increasingly crazy societies just last week the british government announced its own version of a health social credit system china's system was announced only 7 years ago now considering the growth of algorithms and the dependence on tech giants the ability to track censor and eventually push ordinary citizens, will be mind-boggling by 2030. America's descent into a 21st century new age directed by tech titans isn't an inevitability. However, do you know anyone who would take a 5% coupon in exchange for a quote-unquote call to action, or someone who would replace their Facebook profile picture to avoid being locked out? Peer pressure. Trendy movements and the ability to comply with the new system with the click of a mouse combine all the worst elements of dopamine-chasing Americans. 
As it grows in breadth and power, what may be most surprising about our new social credit system won't be the collective fear of it, but rather how quickly most people will fall in line. Wow, you know? man. I are, mean, you, are you a PayPal guy? I'm not. I am, man. I use PayPal all the time. If my PayPal account was restricted, I would be upset. See? So that you're one. now you're you're already falling. In yeah, line. that one that one would get me. Well, oh, I mean, they would get you probably no matter what. People would be like, "Well, I don't use that." They'd be like, "Oh, but we know that you use this." Right. That's the thing with the online use. It would be easy for the social credit. It's the things that are not online, such as uh, speeding tickets or uh, maybe streaming television use or. Possibly like uh, things that would lead to an unhealthy body. What if you had like a really bad taste in your mouth and you were just walking down an empty road and you went and you spit just down like, oh, my mouth tastes terrible when you spit. Well, you just got docked half a credit. I oh. know. And and, be, and being of someone with a high credit score, that half a credit would really matter. Well, yeah. I mean, most of, most of our country under uh, – under a financial credit score, I mean, I think everybody at some point knows what it's like to try and maintain that. So, because if you don't, wherever you are currently, that's where you're going to be. Well, yeah, I mean, the bottom sector is where you have to, you don't want it to be so hard that, you know, you can't come back from it. Right, exactly. All right, we're going to jump back into this nexus and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on in China with their social credit system. And uh, we're going to let uh, Mr. Steve take it away. So China's social credit system ranks citizens and punishes them with throttled internet speeds and flight bans if the Communist Party deems them untrustworthy. The Chinese Communist Party has been constructing a moral ranking system for years that will monitor the behavior of its enormous population and rank them all based on their social credit. The social credit system, first announced in 2014, is an important component part of the, of the socialist market economy system and the social governance system, and aims to reinforce the idea that keeping trust is glorious and breaking trust is disgraceful, according to a 2015 government document. The rankings are decided by China's Economics Planning Team, the National Development and Reform Commission, the People's Bank of China, and the Chinese court system, according to the South China Morning Post. The system can be used for individual people, but also for companies and government organizations. The private sector, including the burgeoning tech world in China, has their own non-governmental score systems that they implement. For example, Sesame Credit, which is owned by Jack Ma's Ant Group, uses its own unofficial scoring system for its employees, such as studying shopping habits, according to the think tank. The program has been piloted for millions across the country and in recent years, as CNBC reported, and was expected to become fully operational and integrated by 2020. But at the moment, the system is voluntary, though the plan for it is to eventually be mandatory and unified across the nation, 
with each person given their own unique code used to measure their social credit score in real time. Bad driving and debt could get you downgraded in the social ranking system. Like private credit scores, a person's social credit score can move up and down depending on their behavior. The exact methodology is a secret, but examples of infractions, including bad driving, smoking in non-smoking zones, buying too many video games, and posting fake news online, specifically about terrorist attacks or airport security. Other potential punishable offenses include spending too long playing video games, wasting money on frivolous purchases, and posting on social media. Punishments include travel bans and slow internet. China has already started punishing people by restricting their travel, including banning them from flights. Authorities banned people from purchasing 17.5 million times flights by the end of 2018, according to the National Public Credit Information Center, as The Guardian reported. They can also clamp down on luxury options. Many are barred from getting business class train tickets, and some are kept out of the best hotels. The eventual system will punish bad passengers specifically. Potential misdeeds include trying to ride with no ticket, loitering in front of the boarding gates, or smoking in the non-smoking areas. According to Rachel Botsman, the author who published part of her book on tech security on Wired in 2017, the government will throttle your internet speeds as a punishment, though the exact mechanics still haven't been made clear. According to foreign policy, credit systems monitor whether people pay bills on time, much like financial credit trackers, but also ascribe to a moral dimension. You or your kids could also miss out on the best jobs and schools. 17 people who refused to carry out military service in 2017 were barred from enrolling in higher education, applying for high school, or continuing their study, Beijing News reported. And in July of 2018, a Chinese university denied an incoming student his spot because his student's father had a bad social credit score system for failing to repay a loan. You could also get your dog taken away. The eastern Chinese city of Jinan started enforcing a social credit system for dog owners in 2017, whereby pet owners get points deducted if the dog is walked without a leash or causes public disturbances. Those who lost all their points had their dogs confiscated and had to take a test on regulations required for pet ownership. Naming and public shaming are other tactics. In 2016, government notice encourages companies to consult the blacklist before hiring people or giving them contracts. People will be notified by the courts before they are added to the list and are allowed to appeal against the decision within 10 days of receiving the notification. Lai Xiaolin, a lawyer who was deemed untrustworthy after not fulfilling a court order in 2015, was placed on this list and was unable to purchase plane tickets home while on a work trip. Dang. Human Rights Watch reported he also couldn't apply for credit cards. Now, examples of an announcement on a bullet train from Beijing to Shanghai warning people not to misbehave or else their, quote-unquote, B 
behavior will be recorded in individual credit information systems. Bad citizens are punished, but the system also rewards good citizens. People with good scores can speed up travel applications to places like Europe. An unidentified woman in Beijing told BBC in 2015 that she was able to book a hotel without having to pay a cash deposit because she has a good credit score. The outlet also reported that Baha'i, China's biggest dating site, now owned by Zhayong, is boosting the profiles of good citizens. Citizens with good social credit scores can also get discounts on energy bills, renting things without deposits, and get better interest rates at banks. These perks were able and available to people in Rongsheng in eastern China, where the city council rolled out a social credit system for its citizens featured in foreign policy in 2018. The, the system has been likened to a dystopian science fiction. China's social credit system incorporates a moral edge into the program, which is why many have compared it to some level of dystopian governance, such as in George Orwell's 1984, in which the state heavily controls every aspect of a citizen's life. But despite that, Human Rights Watch called out the system as chilling, while Botsman called it a futuristic vision of Big Brother out of control. Some citizens say making them better people already. A 32-year-old entrepreneur who only gave his name as Chen told Foreign Policy in 2018 that I feel like in the past six months, people's behavior has gotten better and better. For example, when we drive now, we always stop in front of crosswalks. If you don't, you'll lose points. And at first, we just worried about losing points. But now, we've gotten used to it. See, that's a that's indoctrination. I mean, it's just fear. I, I mean, I just feel it's just fear-based. It's like, ah, don't you do that because we're watching. This government entity is telling you, I mean, maybe not in China because, I mean, they've been uh, uh, communistic for years. But, I mean, at least here in America, you're telling me as, as, as a free entity, a free person, that these laws that now you deem to be so, now I got to follow? Dude, the um, res the rapid response is what, what kills me. That guy didn't show up. He was a lawyer. He went to a court case. Didn't show up and couldn't get a flight home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From a business trip, I'd be like, yo. I mean, I mean, China's big. So, I mean, it, he could have lived on the other side of the, of the country. I mean, that's fast. That's real fast, and that's real scary because... You figure if that's going to happen, what are his chances of running a car? I mean, geez, running a car these days, the, the information you have to fill out, it, it's harder than getting a mortgage. And uh, it, I just, you'd be hitchhiking and there, people, there, people would be like, he's untrustworthy. There is nothing with that. I mean, God bless China and their efficiency. America is not like that. When you're dealing with a government body, like, uh, say you go to PennDOT, it's not like lickety split. Like, it's not happening right away. Like, you're going to wait. If you're 
using the postal service or anything that the government runs, it's not fast. And it doesn't have to be because what are we going to do? Complain when we have to go down there to renew our driver's license or apply for something or get some vanity plate? They're going to be like, look, you don't have to. Driving's a privilege, this, that, and the other thing. If you don't like it, too bad. That's why nothing ever gets better. I mean, you go to the DMV, don't be looking for like the time of your life. No, it's not a fun thing. And cancel your afternoon. I had, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example of why it took so long. I recently had a driver's license expire. And when it did, I got a, a renewal in in the mail. So I took the renewal down to the, the DMV, uh, the department, the, they call it PennDOT, Pennsylvania Department of Transportation, and I told them that since I had been there last, I had gotten LASIK. And I wanted the restriction taken off of my driver's license so that I wasn't questioned by an officer of why I wasn't wearing my glasses if I got pulled over. So they gave me an eye test right there, right at the guy's desk. He said, just put your head up against this thing. And I passed the eye exam, no problem, because I have LASIK. So he said that they would take the restriction off, and it's just an L on the little restrictions area. It's an asterisk that says lenses. And, okay, so he gives me my card and tells me that I can go downstairs and get my picture taken and that they would mail me the card in three weeks. Or, my choice, I could drive across the river, which wasn't very far, about 12 miles away, and they have a station there that would take my picture and print my card immediately. That's so where I, I go. I opted to do that. So I, I go there, and they take my picture. They print my card out, and the lady said, please look over your card and let me know if there's anything that is outstanding that looks different to you. So she did, and I said, yes, there's something wrong it still says that I have the restriction on it. I still see that it is an L, meaning that I have to wear glasses, and I specifically just went over this with the person at the desk, and she said, which desk were you at? And I said, the one 12 miles away at the yeah, other place. At the government agency. Am I going to have to go back there to get the L taken off from the guy that forgot to take it off? And she said, you're going to actually have to go to a completely different section of this building where people go that have specific problems with their licensing. You're going to have to meet a new person. That that person's going to consult with the other person. Oh. Dude, it took me four hours. Oh, my God. To, from start to finish. And I had to go to two different buildings. And I had to talk to five different people to get my license renewed. I'm sorry, man, but if those are the people that are in charge of my social credit score, we are screwed. Yeah, so it doesn't sound so glamorous. I mean, geez, what if you, I mean, I'm known for, you know, letting some explicits fly sometime. What if it's like in <laughs> Demolition Man where it's like, er, you are now deducted 10 credits. Oh, yeah. You know, <clears throat> pardon me. All right, we're going to get a little deeper into this, like, uh, what kind of could it could you survive it and uh would it affect you so could you survive the social credit score 
We're all familiar with credit scores where financial institutions track how responsible we are with your hard-earned money to assign you a value determining the loans and cards you're eligible to apply for. However, a new scoring system being trialed in China set to become a standard practice by 2020 and currently under consideration in Europe is far less discussed despite the fact it may eventually become an integral part of our daily day-to-day lives. Now, how would the social credit score affect you? The system monitors a lot more than your financial savviness. It involves governmental and financial institutions ranking your everyday behavior, both online and via CCTV monitoring, and has been dubbed the social credit score. Essentially, everything from the way you spend money and behave on social media to the people you associate with would affect your score and whether you are rewarded or punished. Now, do we think that the UK is ready for a social credit system? A survey was conducted to find out how the British viewed the idea of social credit scoring. The results showed that social credit score is a concerning concept, with 66% of respondents stating that they would change their day-to-day behavior, both on and offline. This even extends to people who associate with, who they associate with, as a staggering 75% said, they would cease contact or at least think about doing so with someone that would negatively affect their social score. Mm. Rewards and punishments. Well, there are concerns about the social credit score. And over a third of people surveyed believe that their social credit score would be either average or bad, meaning that they would likely face negative consequences. So it's no surprise that 78% viewed the idea of being scored on their value as a good citizen with strong negative emotions. Now, to gain a more understanding of what peop- what, on what would sway people either way, we asked which existing rewards and punishments from the Chinese system would have the biggest effect on their opinion on social scoring. I'm interested. Interestingly... The incentives most likely to make British welcome to the social credit score were priority health care, discounts on energy bills, and better interest rates on loans. This tells us that the financial rewards and access to premium medical care are more likely to change people's opinions than the quality of their children's education. But what would make us push back? According to a survey, the potential punishments that would have people resist the system are being publicly named and shamed, being prevented from applying for credit cards, and the restriction on the type of jobs people could apply for. You know, energy bills in the UK right now are through the roof, like three, four times what they were just a little while ago. And uh, Russia just put sanctions on all of UK, saying that they indefinitely are... um, suspending their natural gas so game shows in the uk right now like the big prize you can win on the game show is to have your energy pill paid for for four months and i was watching this clip of this guy playing and he was so happy because it's so expensive you would have thought that you know you bought a brand new car like a vacation yeah but no my energy bill that's priceless my thing is the public shaming i mean we are already doing it with our uh, our famous people. We're canceling our famous people. Right. Imagine if we're canceling our non-famous people. Your neighbors turning you in. Right. Like all of a sudden, and especially for something that like everyone does. So everyone, everybody speeds on the highway, right? 
And then every once in a while, somebody gets pulled over and they're like, okay, you were doing 75 and a 65. Well, everybody was doing 75 and a 65. But now what if you got singled out for that and it was put on social media and people shied away from you because you're a speeder? Well, certainly. I mean, they said that you'd be monitored by CCTV. So imagine you're standing in your yard minding your own business and you notice your neighbor doing something and you're like, oh, man, that's going to get his social credit score taken down. But then in turn, they see on CCTV that since you saw it, even though they're aware of it, the fact that you didn't report it, now your social credit score is going to be dropped because, hey, why wouldn't you call Big Brother and tell them what you saw? Now, granted, we saw it, but we want to hold you accountable as well. That's tough stuff. It is. Now, in conclusion, how healthy is the UK social credit score? Now, aside from how people felt about this method of social ranking or societal ranking, we asked the British public a series of questions to determine how they would perform if the social credit system was brought into force. To achieve this, it was looked into and what was considered to be bad behavior under the current Chinese system. 25% of those surveyed say they spent more than four hours a day on streaming television, films, and video games. 30% said they had criticized the government on social media. 25% of people admitted to sharing articles online that they weren't sure were factual. 35% of the British confessed to disobeying traffic laws when driving. 54% of respondents said that they had crossed the road without looking both ways. 64% said that they would refuse to sign up for military service if it was asked of them. 41% of the British consider themselves to be bad or not great at saving money, with almost 25% admitting that they regularly go on ill-advised spending sprees. And 41% of respondents admitted that they've been late paying bills. In each of these scenarios, at least a quarter of the people that were surveyed would be penalized under a social credit system operating under the same principles as the, the scheme active in China and the one being proposed in Germany. Using these figures as a basic indicator of performance, the average amount of UK residents currently making choices that would land them with a bad social credit score would be 40%. Jeez. So 40% of the UK, you'd just be shamed. You couldn't get plane tickets. You couldn't apply for credit cards. You couldn't do anything. There'll be stores that won't serve you. People, There'll be people that won't talk to you. Right. It's a nightmarish, at, to say the least, I think. But what do you, what do you, what do the listeners think? That's, you know, that's, that's up to you. Do, do you think that it's a, it's a good idea and everybody should just fall in line and then every, everything will just be great? Or do you think, no, I don't like that. Uh, that would be terrible to be under constant surveillance. I mean, I think it would make people turn into, you know, they just have so much anxiety all the time. I think it would make people's health in jeopardy big time. And then, But then that's another thing, like we were discussing in uh, pre-show. Well, what if they're using biometrics and they're like, well, why do you have anxiety? You're doing the right thing. So do you not really believe that you're doing the right thing? I mean, how? where does the rabbit hole end, especially when you're dealing in a system like this, which is going to have to obviously be operating on an artificial intelligence system? Because there's not just people just monitoring. I mean, these systems are being like, that person just crossed the road without looking both ways. Drop them a point. 
No, it would be facial recognition connected to AI. Yeah, and I mean, it seems like something out of out of the series Black Mirror. I mean, there was an episode that had that, and the AI system in his house, like he had to cover it up one time so it couldn't like see what he was doing, and then it was like, um, you're supposed to be taking your medication right now, and like he waited for like a minute, and then it reminded him again. It was like, uh, you've been warned now to take your medication, so he's got to take it or else he gets docked. And the, I guess like the lenses that you can look out in this particular episode, you can see everybody else's social credit score. You know, it's just like miscreant or, you know, avoid this person. And I mean, a lot of the stuff that was on that show ended up coming true. The one episode about the mechanical dogs, now they have mechanical dogs. They were showing during the um, 2020 lockdown that they had these dogs patrolling in uh, in Central Park in New York City. And some of them were saying uh, six feet apart. Six feet apart as it like walked past. I mean, that's as dystopian as it gets. I mean, and then you add in this social credit score. <sighs> you think it can never happen here, but it can. Oh, I mean, there's already signs of it happening everywhere. I mean, how often are you talking about a product and then you see the advertisement on your social media like that evening or something? You don't think they're listening to everything or you don't think that they're gathering information on everyone? I mean, it's happening. I mean, governments around the world all seem to be uh, tightening their grip, if you will. I mean, just here in the United States, um, the state of California just said that by the year 2035, I believe, that no gas automobiles are allowed in the state. They made that a law and then the very next day are telling their citizens, don't charge your electric vehicles because our grid can't handle it it's like well which which is it so the people that were like okay we'll spend 60 grand and get an electric vehicle well you can't drive it now because it's we don't want like black or brownouts and blackouts so it's like okay i complied and i'm still screwed you know so it's that's what makes it scary man because once you give them that kind of power what's i mean you just be drug away in the middle of the night no one will ever see you again I mean, <laughs> I just wanted to—I just wanted that to resonate for a second. <laughs> it's very true, but who knows? I mean, we'll see. We all got to—we uh, all have choices to make on whether we will accept that system or not accept that system. And in the end, you can't give up complete control because whatever you give up that complete control to will then have to take care of you. And you can't count on something to take care of you because in a, in a, it will inevitably fail and you will be unable to take care of yourself. So we need to continue to have the rights to be able to take care of ourselves, which is what America was based upon, was come over here, have the right to happiness, your pursuit of happiness, have the right to bear arms so that no one can take that away from you, have the right to take care of yourself and your family, and that's the way it should stay. It should. And if you think that they're not wanting to uh, you know, take those rights away as well and say you're going to own nothing and love it, check out our episode on The Great Reset and uh, see what they have planned for us there. But, uh, yeah, so that's our episode on social crediting. It scares the bejeebers out of me. I don't want it. And uh, who knows? We'll see. But until next time. I'm Foltz. And I'm Steve. And we'll, and we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.